Welcome to the DC Daily Drop, your one-stop shop for today's important news in DC movies, TV, and comics. Here are your hosts, Tom and Zach. Hello and welcome to the DC Daily Drop. I'm Tom. And I'm Zach. And we're here today to talk all about Teen Titans, The Judas Contract, the latest DC Universe animated, animated original movie, whatever they call it, um, released April 4th digitally and it's coming out april 18th on blu-ray and dvd uh so we're just going to give our non-spoiler thoughts first so what did you think of this film zach uh, this was a really solid animation movie from dc about the teen titans um that's a really generic thing to say absolutely um, generic that's really no, helpful no it was it was actually really good um i i've been super impressed with just the quality of the animated movies coming out of dc um all of them, I've been really, really interested in the story, even going into them, ones that I thought I wasn't going to be that interested in. I ended up being pretty drawn in um, to the story. And this one, particularly, I know I'm a crazy person, but I like really don't, I never really got into Teen Titans. Don't, it's not that I don't like them. It's just they were never my thing and I never got into them. So I, I'm starting out a little lower going into this, but I don't know. I really liked this. Yeah. You're more comfortable with the Justice League characters, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I am, I am too. I've always liked the Teen Titans, but they've never. I know a lot of people have been like beating the drum. Oh, let's make a Teen Titans movie, and I'm like, well, maybe. Um, I would want to see it, but I wouldn't put that number one on my list. Um, but this movie kind, and I like, I really like Young Justice. Um, but still, wasn't that? Uh, you know, I like the Teen Titans, but like you said, there's characters I like more. But this movie. I really loved it. Like surprisingly, uh, ever since they sort of built this universe with the uh, the new Fifty Two version of the characters, starting with Justice League War, this animated universe, I have liked all the movies, but they've all just been pretty good. They've been like the same quality throughout. Like, oh, that was good. You know, I'll probably watch it again sometime. I liked it, like seeing the characters, but nothing blew my mind. This this film just everything worked for me. Um, yeah. I don't know. It has a little bit of the Young Justice vibes, which might be why I like it. Um, but it's not a Young Justice movie. It, but it does, even though it has some similarities, it's definitely its own thing and its own tone and everything. And just everything worked for me. It was cool. You know, I like the character interactions. There was good, um, good action, but it wasn't overdone. I think that's maybe the thing I liked about it most. Now that I think about it, there was more character stuff than. Most of these films, they're very, the other ones are very action heavy. This one probably has just as much action, but it's 84 minutes, which is actually really long for these because they they tend to keep them right at 75 minutes and try not to get much longer. This is the longest one they have, and I think that might have helped because it it doesn't feel rushed. Um, cool villains, a little weird sometimes, <laughs> but cool. And I, I just you know my favorite part of this is seeing the the characters interact and and hanging out together and yeah it feels like a cool team and it and i don't know everything worked for me yeah i think you i think you summed it up pretty well it's like all of the other movies that these animated movies that they've come out with have been good and they each have like maybe just a slight couple little weaknesses and it's almost like they figured out what those were and just polished off the rough edges and put it into this movie because like you said everything just works is really good in this movie and um I don't know if I noticed it while I was watching it, but you you explaining about um, 
the extra time given to character development. I think that helped a lot, like you said. Yeah, I know a lot of people have criticized the them sticking to the 75 minute runtime. I've sort of been in favor of that. You know, I think I've, I think it's nice. Hey, you know, you've got 75 minutes, do what you can with it. And I don't want them to get too long, you know, especially if they're releasing several a year, you know, it's going to be tough to, to keep up with them. But this time, I think that extra runtime did help. I don't I don't know that I necessarily need to see that as a trend, but it was cool. Um, and one yeah. of the interest, interesting things about this, you know, this is a sequel to Justice League versus Teen Titans. And this is truly a Teen Titans movie. Like mm-hmm. that's a that's what's most surprising about it. They they totally even Justice League Dark, you know, Batman's in the whole movie and he's on the front cover front and center. This obviously with Nightwing and Robin being there, there's some Batman influence, but I don't even think there's a mention of Batman. There's yeah, not that I noticed. No Justice League characters show up. And they totally had the faith to just make a Teen Titans movie. And not that I, not that I'm against seeing the Justice League characters, obviously, but it's cool that they had the faith in them. And um, I hope it does well, so we get to see more of this. Yeah. Um, in terms of the comic arc, it's based off of. I have not read that. Um, the Judas contract, I sort of specifically avoided it because I knew this was coming out. Um, from what I've heard, it's relatively faithful, um, at least in spirit of it. Uh, Cyborg and Donna Troy are, are members of the team in the comic, but they're replaced here by Blue Beetle and, and Damian Wayne. Uh, the comic was also the first appearance of Nightwing, whereas here he's he's an established Nightwing and, and coming back to help the Teen Titans after working with them before. Um and there's also other, you know, character motivations are slightly different and, and there's obviously going to be minor differences here and there with it being an adaptation. But I think it it got the the point of it and it definitely, I don't know, I think it lays the groundwork, groundwork for what a Teen Titans live action movie could be and gets me more excited about the prospects of that. Same. Um, and it really makes me want to go back and actually read the comic now that I've seen the film. Yeah. Uh, look, it's been out of print for a long time. I don't know if it's available digitally, but they're they're doing a reprint soon, which I thought it would have been out before this yeah, to help promote it, but at least it's coming back out soon. Uh, but yeah, uh, anything else non-spoiler you want to say? No, I think we've we've covered it pretty well. All right. Well, I guess we can get into spoilers now. So, Zach, anything in particular you want to talk about? Uh, yeah, so the the very beginning that we saw in... This probably wouldn't even necessarily be a spoiler because they released the first four minutes of the film before the film came out. But um, that flashback that we see right at the beginning, it's like five years earlier in uh, Starfire. That's when they get introduced to her. Uh, We see a bunch of characters that we don't see in the rest of the film. Uh, We see Kid Flash, Speedy, and Bumblebee. And uh, I was wondering if they're going to come back at some time or we're going to get the story of what happened to them maybe. I don't know. Yeah, because I don't think they've... I'm trying to remember, but I don't think any of them have shown up anywhere else in the in this universe they built. We haven't seen, you know, Wally or Roy uh, uh, that I can think of at all. Uh, so yeah, I don't know if they. I don't. I don't think they. I haven't seen Justice League versus Teen Titans in a while. Uh, but I don't think they touched on them there. I could be totally wrong and missing something, but not that I know of. Yeah, but that was cool. I think that was a cool nod to Teen Titans fans to at least show uh the three of them working together with the team and sort of you know showing the legacy of the team titans yeah and like you said earlier too it's just they didn't have to bring in somebody from the justice league 
or bat or you know they didn't have to bring in other characters they have so many characters in their their own little circle that they could work with that even when they needed extra characters they still had you know the teen titans kind of family to go to uh so nightwing and starfire we get introduced to them <laughs> in the five years earlier and then you know they're a couple and together and moving in together and stuff and there's a lot of not really awkward jokes but just kind of funny innuendo throughout the film that you probably are not going to get in you know like the the kids cartoon but you do get in this movie yeah and i i guess that could be I, i'm not going to really complain about it i thought most of it worked pretty good um there was the one joke at the beginning where uh nightwing's like why don't you show me that move yeah <laughs> Eric, why don't we try that move you taught me and that one uh was clearly just the joke for the joke's sake because the move was basically her carrying him and flying him and dropping him off somewhere right like, I, I don't think they actually pa- practiced that in training so it was clearly just there for the joke but other than that i thought um the rest of them worked pretty well yeah um but i thought like the you know they've hinted at the nightwing starfire relationship before in some of these films and we get to see more of that, but also I thought it was cool how they were sort of set up, you know, Starfire's the leader of the team and Nightwing's coming back, but they both sort of lead the team and it was it was cool to see them leading the team, I guess. Yeah, and it, it gave a little bit of drama that seemed natural. It wasn't forced of just like, well, who's actually in charge of the team? Like, who does the team come to when there's a problem? Yeah, but I'm glad it didn't become like a big thing, you know, right. sort of, they sort of, they work together and... You know, it seemed like it didn't seem like there was a battle for leadership. It felt like they were both just trying to do what was best for the team and not like not really concerned about, oh, I want to be known as the leader. So that was nice. Yeah. And it helps that Starfire's like chill and laid back. Yeah. Like, oh, you got something to say? Go ahead. That's fine. <laughs> uh, so Damian Wayne in this, uh, we've seen a lot of him in this uni- animated universe. Um, what do you think of him in this? Uh, I don't know, just spot on. Like, if I think about Damian Wayne, this this is how I think about him. So I think they did a really good job with him. Kind of, kind of off, off standoffish. That's the word I'm looking for. But you know, in a good way because he he has a reason to, and he is he's good at what he does, and he's doing it for a reason, I guess. Yeah, and I think this was probably the best use of Damian uh, so far. He's always he's still kind of a little jerk. Um, yeah. But he's he's like trying almost like we talk about with Tom Felton on The Flash. Yeah, his character just doesn't know how to talk to people in social situations. But he's actually putting forth a little effort um, after him being just basically a jerk in several uh, several of the prior movies. It's kind of nice. I, I finally I finally like him, and he of course wasn't used that much. But um, yeah, it was still good to see. What about? The others, we get to see a little bit of, you know, obviously quite a bit of Beast Boy, Jaime Reyes, Blue Beetle. Uh, who else? What's the rest of the team? Robin and, and Tara, obviously. Um, what do you think of, of the whole the rest of the team? Yeah, I really liked seeing Blue Beetle. I liked the, the story they set up with him, you know, like with his family um, and them trying to be supportive, but not really understanding what he's going through. Um, and then Beast Boy, I I think he could have easily been really annoying and it could have been too much, but I think they did a really good job of walking that line and just making him, you know, fun and kind of the comedic 
uh, the humor in the film. It's kind of like HR on Flash. Like you could really easily overdo it, but they they found a way to do it just the right amount. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely a, a fine line there between crossing over and doing too much. Um, but I thought he was he's pretty good comedic relief, and I, all the comedy in this worked pretty well for me. I thought, and you know, not that there were some good moments of humor, definitely. And it was, it was a lighthearted film, but they definitely had some more intense moments, you know, when people are bathing in blood and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I would say um, Jaime and, and Raven probably get the least to do, but there is a bit of a, of the subplot there with Jaime working at the, at the food, food bank um, and maybe, maybe having a girlfriend there. Um, so that was nice, but he got, he got less to do and did, as did Raven. Yeah. They're a pretty powerful team. If you actually like, especially we get to see them like training with each other and just when they are fighting, just the, the combination of abilities that they have, they're, they're pretty powerful. Yeah. And that was a, a really fun scene. Um, I thought it was smart. They could have easily had them go on another mission, but it's sort of a way to show everybody show everybody's powers and also get a chance for, you know, the characters just to interact and, and feel like a bit of a family and a team. And I think like that is the scene if they were trying to get this exactly 75 minutes, that is a scene that I think would get cut out. Yeah. But I was really glad I was in there and it might've been my favorite scene in the movie. Yeah, definitely agree with that. Especially Starfire showing up Nightwing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I guess onto the villains, we get brother blood and of course, Deathstroke. This this is, might be the creepiest brother blood I've seen. <laughs> he is a scary guy, and I, you know, like I know he bathes in blood, but just the way that they did it in this, I don't know. It was pretty creepy. Yeah, and I didn't, I didn't care much about brother blood, but until the end scene, you know, he does have an important role, and um, that's when he finally gets more of a role and shows up big. But he he does have moments sprinkled in throughout there, and yeah, he was scary. Uh, and Deathstroke. I thought he was very good. Like, yeah, there there might be some minor nitpicks, but overall, we get to see how awesome and calculated calculating he can be. Like, he's planned this infiltration of the Teen Titans for over a year, mm-hmm. and um, like meticulously planned it, way more than anyone should. And he's also he does get some cool action at the end there because you know he basically handles Nightwing and Robin by himself. Yep. It's a good thing Nightwing had that piece of wood, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, I, I was really impressed with Deathstroke in this movie. Yeah. Yeah, so arguably the most important character of the film is Tara. Um, oh, I, I was going to say Kevin Smith, but go ahead. Oh, okay. Well, second <laughs> only to Kevin Smith, but Tara, um, you know, this is, this is sort of her story, and she... She really hasn't. She was she was a post credit scene, I think, in Justice League versus Teen Titans, uh, and we see her here. She's been with the team for a year, but she doesn't seem all that close to them yet. Uh, what do you think of Tara? Yeah, I think, like you said, she is kind of the the driving force in this film. Obviously, in her eventual portrayal and then sacrifice to come back into the fold, I guess. Um, yeah, I think they did a really good job with her. Um, they set up. They used the flashbacks really well to show kind of like, you know, just the terrible things that she's been through and maybe why 
why she is going to portray them and the why she's um went for comfort in deathstroke and kind of trusts him and stuff um but yeah it was i was really interested in her story and wanted to know what was going on and i think i think they did a great job with her yeah agreed and kind of like you were talking about with beast boy this character could be a fine line in that you know if she's so horrible then you can't root for her at the end um but she still has to be pretty unlikable to betray the team. And I thought they handled that well. Like her motivation seemed good. Like it's not, I didn't, it didn't seem unbelievable or anything like that. So we see that she only turned to Deathstroke because of, because, you know, he saved her and, you know, he doesn't know that that's because he's a piece of crap and just wants to use her. Uh, she thinks he actually cares for her and, um, she tries to move that along. Um, which they kind of sidestep the the Terra and Deathstroke relationship from the comics. I thought they did a good job with that. Um, rather than you know, like she's trying to get with Deathstroke, but he's like, "Oh, just just wait. Yeah, we'll definitely do that. Uh, yeah, because right. we'll be together in all the ways when this plan is done." Yeah, they definitely showed enough to make it make you cringe and make you feel how like terrible Deathstroke is and awkward <laughs> being an old man with this young girl, but not too much that you're like whoa i need to turn this off yeah just enough to make it uncomfortable without you know like you said having to really be uncomfortable i guess yeah um but yeah and that was cool and then her you know her ultimate it was cool that she got a moment with the team the the birthday cake scene and or the what was it the one year anniversary of her yep um made a cake for her and get to see she's finally becoming part of the team and uh her relationship with beast boy of course um they get the moment on the beach and uh yeah i think her ultimate turn and sacrifice was earned yeah all right so at the end we get to see there is a new member of teen titans and it looks like it is well it doesn't look like it is donna troy wonder girl um do you think we're gonna see her in the next film yeah, I think I hope so. Um, if we, you know, we don't know if there's going to be a sequel to this or anything like this, but I hope at least the teens, Teen Titans show up somewhere. And yeah, I definitely want her to be uh, on the team. She's been sort of an underused character, and I'd like to see more of her. And of course, this also gets revealed while Beast Boy is on Kevin Smith's podcast. Maybe that's why we like this one because it has a lot. To, it talks about podcasts. <laughs> yeah, and we we do like the podcasts. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Oh, we didn't even mention that Deathstroke. I like, I like how meticulous Deathstroke is and his plan to bring everyone down. Right. It's like not even a challenge for him. And it's, you know, the the one with Beast Boy, don't press this, is totally goofy. But it yeah. it, it still works for me. Uh, you know, don't press this. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that was, we didn't even, yeah, that was another really cool scene to show how awesome Deathstroke can be in a terrible way. Yeah. Well, anything else? I mean, would you like to see another Teen Titans film in this universe? There's one more thing we haven't talked about, the the post credit scene where Oh yes. The one guy who Jericho. Got, yeah. Got shot and uh so yeah, I I don't know if that's gonna be if that's leading into the next Justice or not Justice League Teen Titans film. Um either way, yeah, I'd like to see another one, especially if they can deliver on the same level of quality that they had for this one. I was like I said, it was this movie just did basically everything right. Yeah, and I think Jericho had a little bit bigger role in the comics, um, being the the son of Slade Wilson. But uh, yeah, maybe they're setting him up to be a for a future role, like you said. And 
Uh, I would definitely be cool with that. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess that's all we've got to say about Teen Titans, the Judas Contract. Uh, definitely an awesome film. And thanks for listening. We'll be back again tomorrow. Thanks for listening. And make sure to check out DC Daily Drop on Twitter, Facebook, and DCDailyDrop.com. Drop by tomorrow for more DC news.